Friday morning, rural Queensland today. It's uh, our regular joining us. Senator Susan McDonald joins us this morning from Cloncurry. Um, I'll get to why she was in Cloncurry a bit later, but she joins us this morning. Senator, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, it's always terrific to talk to you, Ben, and there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, Cattle Australia Board nominations open today, um, and this is one of the most important board positions um, that I can remember because this will determine, this board will determine the future of our industry as we move forward with the Cattle Australia Board and we need people to nominate. That's exactly right, Ben. So there's uh, seven board members that can nominate, uh, three from Queensland, Northern Territory in the top half of WA, three from New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania and South Australia and one from the bottom end of uh, Western Australia. Uh, it is critically important that we get uh, real-world people nominating for these board positions. It's a bit of an imposition of time and travel, but it is critical that we have the right representatives going forward because they will determine a whole lot of very serious issues for uh, the beef industry uh, over, over the next generation. So nominations open today. Uh, they're open for two weeks. And, um, and, you know, if there's somebody listening who thinks somebody would be excellent, maybe that person already knows about it, but they just need a nudge or a reminder to get their application in. Yeah, and that's the thing. We don't want people to sit on their hands. And there is a process. And, the, the, look, it's not as easy. And there'll be people who think, oh, I should be on there. But there is a process. And, obviously, it's done in a, in, in a democratic way. But even nominating and putting yourself forward you know, can raise the attention of others as well. So, and you just don't know where it can lead to, but we need the best candidates, um, the most qualified, the people who have a background in an understanding of how the industry works and the agri-politics around it, because this is going to really determine our way forward as an industry. That's exactly right. So, you know, for anyone listening, if you know someone excellent, if you think you've got something to offer, please get your nomination in. Uh, we want good choice. And then, of course, the other important thing is make sure that you're registered to vote. And uh, and so uh, you can do that by going onto the Cattle Australia website or by contacting your state farming organisation. So here in Queensland, contact AgForce and make sure that you've got a, uh, you know, a list uh, of how to get you know, be able to vote because unfortunately in the last two votes, both for Cattle Australia and uh, and for AgForce, a lot of people just didn't didn't do anything about it. And uh, I guess that's a result of good prices and good times. You know, you don't you're not as focused on those industry leadership um, issues. But anyway, I'm just reminding people uh, go and get sorted. It's an interest. It's an important decision, and uh, we don't want to be left wondering because we didn't get involved. Yeah, dead right. Let's talk about an important day yesterday. Uh, quite unbelievable. Yesterday marked 100 years of since the first Qantas flight and you had celebrations at Cloncurry, which were pretty spectacular. I, I saw a, um, a plaque and memorial on the banks of the river where you guys were yesterday and you obviously it was a very, very historic and special day. It was historic, it was special and it was also a bit emotional, Ben, because we had gathered the families of the original founders of Qantas, uh, the McMaster families who are from Devoncourt, the place where I grew up, uh, the um, 
the McGuinnesses uh, and the Fishers and uh, other board members like the Templetons, their descendants, um, and, uh, and Alexander Kennedy, who was the first passenger up uh, from Longreach uh, to Cloncurry, but then also the, the granddaughter of the lady who then was the first passenger to fly back from Cloncurry all the way back to Charleville. So there was a lot of stories, but the important thing that we were commemorating was that uh, a bit over 100 years ago, uh, Paul McGuinness was surveying the aerial strip for the Great Race from uh, London to Sydney, and he was in Cloncurry surveying the the, uh, the strip, and he ran into uh, Fergus McMaster, who had broken an axle in the Cloncurry River, and he helped him. And between the two of them, they, you know, started talking, and and got together a year or so later, and came up with this incredible vision to uh, start an airline because McGuinness and Hudson Fish had both been pilots in World War One overseas. They could see the benefit of um, of having, you know, using planes in the bush. Uh, there was mail on the first service, 106 letters, and yesterday, 110 letters were delivered to Cloncurry. I was just, it was just fantastic. And the other thing I should tell you is that it was because of Qantas giving the RFDS, giving John Flynn uh, planes to do the um, medical evacuations, aerial evacuations, that the RFDS was able to get started. You know, the, the linkages um, that started right here in Cloncurry are historical and it was amazing to see so many people gather to mark this special occasion and uh, I was, you know, just so pleased to be here. And we had a great dinner last night, some, um, some entertainment, beautiful meals provided by the Post Office Hotel. That was just terrific. Yeah, so, what a fantastic night and one that you, you, you obviously – uh, would absolutely love. Now, talk to me about this though. Um, you, you know, you you were there, um, and obviously the bush is concerned. You know, Qantas is a great great organisation, a great story, but we're seeing we're seeing a federal government now that have walked away in a lot of ways from rural and regional Australia. And I talk uh, just on one issue: um, the the Queensland Dam funding that was used and. Look, there's a march on. Matt Canavan's marching about the ring road in Rockhampton today. Like, there's a massive march going on. But Tanya Plibersek has taken all the funding that was going to go towards these Queensland dams and in your neck of the woods up there, and she's using that money to buy back water in the Murray-Darling system. I mean, seriously. It, it's unbelievable, Ben. Yeah. It's going to destroy not only the missed opportunity for Northern Australia, the missed opportunity of water storage, of jobs, of agricultural production at a time when the food is the world is starting to go hungry. Food security comes from places where they can store water and grow things. But not only that, not only is she ripping out the opportunity for us to build these great projects in Queensland, uh, they're taking the money. They're taking it to the Murray-Darling system and they're going to use it to pull agricultural water out of the system. Billions of dollars are going to be spent on uh, paying people to to buy back their water, which means instead of it being spent on uh, growing crops, on supporting dairy cows, on uh, all those agricultural uh, processes, um, but instead, no, that'll all go, and I don't know how we think that we're going to feed Australia and our near neighbours. You know, it is it is a very, very serious 
uh, decision that Plibersek's making, and I just don't know that she has any understanding of what she's doing. Clearly. But it is a special skill, a special skill uh, to be so nasty and to cruel two parts of Australia at the one time with the same policy, I, you know. Unheard you, of. You really wonder who's, who's thought that particular one up. Yeah. But they have. They've gutted, they've gutted regional Australia, Ben. Infrastructure projects, roads, uh, water, um, you know, all sorts of uh, pro- – oh, the ring road at Rockhampton where businesses had tooled up, had spent millions of dollars in the feasibilities and the EIS and the, you know, tooling up the expertise of their businesses to be ready to supply. Um, they're at the tender stage. The Queensland government was tendering for that work, but all gone. You know, I, I, I don't think we can truly appreciate uh, how city focused this government is. But it's not going to be about building Australia. It is about uh, marking time. And you know, I, I think we have to really talk to talk to our neighbours, uh, talk to uh, people in town about what. What this means for the country going into the future? How are we going to build businesses, uh, agriculture, and mining that are going to pay the royalties uh, for the next generation of Australians? Because when you hit pause uh, on the world, as this government's doing, um, you know it, it means that in time there will be uh, yeah. less money, <laughs> less opportunity uh, to spend on roads and rail and schools and hospitals. You know, it's just a dumb government, it's a nasty government. I'm sorry to sound so so No, about I'm with it, you. No, just no, just really, yeah, you're you know, spot on, Sarah. You're spot on. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. That'll be terrific. Thank you, Ben. Good on you, Senator Susan McDonald. We'll take a break. Margot Andre joins us next. <laughs> 